2: Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Litman. I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. Boom. Listen, people, if you want to be part of this minutes. podcast, if you want to talk to us, you don't even need to call Food News. Just call us. We'd like to hear from you. Give yes. us a call at 646-STU-138. Once again, that's 646-STU-138-783-9138. All right. Into today's stories. We are starting where every story begins with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Do you have Swiftie fatigue? No. Oh, wow. I do. I cover her really closely, though. Um, I don't know if you know, but she went to the Super Bowl. I saw. She was on the Jumbotron. Yeah. She was chugging beer. Yeah. It went viral. Yep. Um,
1: Jumbotron, though, not the broadcast. Jumbotron,
2: not broadcast. Correct. Uh, I have a theory about that. I'd love to hear it. I feel certain that she cooperated with whoever is running the Jumbotron to be like, this is the time we're gonna turn to you and just like be ready. Cause she was so ready and just like hmm. ready to go. And I think that the like you can work more closely with the venue than you can with the TV broadcast because like a live director. Like,
1: yeah. And the broadcast people, for you. the broadcast people aren't as malleable and they might look at that and, and frown upon that and say, we're covering the game. We're journalists like, you know, like nose oh, and type of stuff.
2: You think they just were only going to go to her when Travis Kelsey caught the ball?
1: Yeah, I think that I think they had a lot of discussions about how much mm-hmm. and how often sure, and how long topic. they were going to go to her. So I think that they weren't going to let the NFL dictate that. So I think that that's why your theory might hold some weight. But it's really disappointing, right? What? This theory of yours, oh, because to me it came off as as a she came off very um likable what, during what the, the whole Super Bowl experience. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she seemed like a fan. She seemed really into the game. Um, it seemed like she was having fun. Or box was fun. Like like I I walk away from this whole NFL season liking Taylor Swift more than before the NFL season. Okay, and then what? But why I think your theory might be true is the following. I don't know her name, but I'm sure you do. Sansa from Game of Thrones. Sophie Turner. Boom. Sophie Turner. She chugged wine at a Rangers game one Mm -hmm. time. And it was like, wow, Sophie Turner's fucking awesome. She's cool. Right? And I feel like Taylor Swift might have seen that and been like. They're really good friends. Exactly. And been like, oh, I can just do that and people will like me. Sure. More.
2: Also, it's like she's cosplaying football culture right now. Like she's playing the wag. She's playing. She's like she's wearing the t-shirt that says sports that says football like yes. her team happens to be the chiefs but it has nothing to do with the chiefs other than her boyfriend right like yeah there's nothing about it which is fine she, I, I love sports as entertainment so i get it but yes i think she's just like playing a role right now and i think she's like in a phase which maybe will be the rest of her life if this is true love but who knows
1: because the thing is is we don't have a lot of footage of this particular chug because it was on the jumbotron so we have secondhand footage we have someone pointing their phone at the jumbotron which is all we've seen on it because what we don't see in the clip that i watch is usually when you're on the jumbotron you're doing your regular thing and there's this like oh my god moment. yeah it's like
2: that jeff goldblum moment recently. yeah we're yeah. Like, whoa like
1: i'm on the i'm on the jumbotron and then sometimes people kind of freak out a little bit and then chug yeah. right it's usually like a but hers was more just like, I just saw the chugging. I didn't see the, like, oh, or she someone tap on the shoulder. She made it seem
2: like she was mid, like, about to do Yeah, it, exactly. So.
1: Like, no one, like, tapped on the shoulder and pointed to the jumbotron. And then she's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do with my hands? Ah, chug. That's, like, that's how Sophie Turner did it.
2: Totally. And, like, if you are on, like, the kiss cam and you're like, oh, we're not kissing, like, it's good to, like, chug or something like that, right? Yes. she was just ready to go. She was also in the very front of the box, which is not where she was for the whole game. Good point. She was, like, ready. She was kind
1: of, like, like straddling the edge of the box. She was
2: sitting in a really good view for the camera.
1: And she slammed the cup down at the end was the big move. Big slam. Fuck, Juliet, you're right. Yeah. That was contrived.
2: I study Taylor Swift. I'm, like, very familiar with her moves.
1: That's one of her moves.
2: One of her moves. Mm. Let's move on. Okay. To later in the night when she and Travis Kelsey so much... Media about them in the club, mm-hmm. chain smokers. We've seen it, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they had chicken fingers at five a.m.
1: Got it. Something's got to soak up the booze. But this to me also seems a little planted because she so famously ate chicken fingers at the first Chiefs game that she sure. went to with seemingly ranch,
2: seemingly ranch, yeah. So
1: it just seems like this is a little too on the nose that I'm not even buying it either. I don't believe anything anymore. Are they even in a relationship? I don't.
2: Think- he seems like he would fake a relationship, no. but he definitely wants to be famous, so I, I don't know. it's a little hard to say,
1: yeah, but i I, I like their relationship and i support I support I think Taylor it's and good Travis. for the world,
2: so I support me it me too. too.
1: Do you remember his reality show?
2: Catching Kelsey, of course yeah. I think Robert for, May has covered it for the ring. Yeah, for, for people that, for
1: people that don't know, catching Kelsey, the the thing about his particular reality dating show was that he dated one woman from each state. Yeah. So it was like there was like Alaska and like Missouri and North like Dakota and South Dakota. Yeah, exactly. Dating it pageant. was a nice wrinkle, you know.
2: He was early, you know.
1: It was way early in his whole thing. I don't think he was his camera ready. And, yet. and
2: it was sort of like early to reality dating, too. Yeah, so, and he wasn't
1: like famous like he even before Taylor Swift.
2: It was like ten years ago. I think it was in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. So yeah, like he had like just gotten to league basically. Yeah, he's th- currently thirty four, so he was. Talk like, Shout to him. Two he went from like league.
1: Miss Virginia, like or the Virginia representative to Miss America. To, to Miss America, yeah, Boom, great transition. Let's move on.
2: <laughs> Next, we mentioned dating. Uh, you watching the season of The Bachelor? Uh, no. Can I tell you about something that happened this week on The Bachelor?
1: The yeah.
2: It's a good, it's a good season. It's, it's the best season in many years. Really? Oh, great. Many. Great. I recommend catching up. Um, they were in Malta and they were doing some kind of like competition where they were like seeming like knights or something. Malta is where yeah. Dan Stark got beheaded in case you were wondering.
1: Right. Copy that. Um, I'm on season seven of my rewatch.
2: Uh, so this is back in season one, if you can mm. roll. Yeah, I do nine. remember. Yeah. It's a pretty big one. hmm Um, They had like a maypole with like strings around it, and you know how like little kids like will will like march on the maypole.
1: I saw this for the I saw the link. Yes, so it was a pole
2: that was swinging. It looked kind of like a tilt a whirl. It looked like, but it was just it was just like strings on a pole, and at the end of the strings were sausages, Mm. and the women were supposed to catch a sausage using just their mouth. Yes, and whoever did it won the challenge or something. Um, so it resulted in like several minutes of women being hit in the face with sausages. Sausages, (laughs) but. Joey, to his credit, was like, "I'm not letting them do this by themselves," and he did it too. That's why he's a great bachelor. So
1: I originally was exposed to this from Olivia Munn on her sh- first show. I forget what it was Attack called. Attack of the Show. Attack of the Show. Right. And there's a clip of her doing this, and the oh, gift. Really. The GIF went viral, right? So like it, it you, it's easily yeah. found, and so this is a thing. But I don't know. If-
2: I didn't know it was a thing. I I am not the target demo for Olivia Munn say, being I hit in face I, the face with sausage. I don't
1: know if you know this, but there, there's uh, the sausages have a phallic shape. I don't know if you caught these undertones. I don't
2: know if you know this, but men love Olivia Munn. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Yes. So uh, the 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 under, under, undertone is that perhaps these women using just their mouths to catch sausages and being hit in the face with sausages, it might be a little little innuendo there. Maybe a little bit, a little subtle
2: innuendo. Didn't catch it. It was so fucking gross. That's all I could see. <laughs> yeah, it was yes. like, they were all complaining. But I got to say this season, the challenges are like so low budget. It's very funny.
1: Oh really? They're going like like campy.
2: Yeah, like so far they've basically done capture the flag, but make it bachelor. <laughs> okay. Um, they've done sausages on a stick, catch it with your mouth. There was a oh, they did um like a paintball competition. Was just like throwing paintball at each other. <laughs> it sounds
1: like, like a bachelor party.
2: It's like <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. it was like it's like been so low budget. It's been hilarious. So I've been into it. Great. Um. All right, let's move on. Next, we have. Chex Mix, Jacoby. Mm. Travel snack. Um, I actually just was on a flight this week. It didn't have Chex Mix, but um, how maybe do you feel I about Chex have. Mix in general? In general, love, but I can't just have like a little, and then I'm like a salt. I'm just like I'm all salt because I've had a lot of Chex Mix, but I like the sweet Chex Mix too, like the chocolate ones with the so, powder sugar. So good. Yeah,
1: that's a for trip dessert.
2: Um. So this is an article about the price of Chex Mix and in airports, in airports specifically, and specifically at Laguardia Airport mm-hmm. here in New York, where it's nine ninety nine. Whereas in Indianapolis it's five ninety nine, and in Dallas it's four seventy six.
1: Is a cool story. I think this is a woman is a comedian and she travels, Kylie Brakman, and yeah. she gets Chex Mix everywhere she goes, and she crowdsourced this, and people just start writing her and taking pictures, and so she got the Chex Mix price at the various different. Um, airports and they pretty much are what you would expect
2: yeah it correlates to like more expensive cities
1: exactly like it's it's, if you like did the 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 graph of checks mix versus the graph of like uh median rent of a one bedroom they're probably exactly the same
2: that's a great way of putting it
1: (laughs) i don't think i used median correct to be honest with you mean um mean
2: no, median is usually how they do it. Okay, good. Because like it can be draw, you know, the highest rent in the city can draw it out or whatever. Um, it is cool. What's your go-to airport snack?
1: Oh wow, because I because I never get checked
2: mix. So that's an interesting one to me. Like yesterday, I'll just tell you, I had three o'clock flight out of L.A. and so I was at the airport. At, like I got there not that early, so, like two o'clock, and then I boarded thirty minutes later. And I just didn't want people to think that I was cutting it that close. Um, I, But I wanted to get dinner. So I got a peanut butter and jelly, some wow. grapes, wow, a Rice Krispie treat, and like some other candy that I didn't eat that was not good, and a Coke Zero and a coffee. So it was really- Wow. Well, see,
1: I don't go caffeine on planes because I want to sleep.
2: I just find coffee so soothing that it's not even like a, yeah. a caffeine thing for me.
1: I, um, I will often try to be healthy. Right, so I won't get like candies or chips or something. I I, and a lot of times I end up with those little hummus cups with the pretzel. Sure, but that's it's so boring.
2: Sneaky, not healthy. I know.
1: When I found out hummus wasn't healthy, I was like, it doesn't even taste good.
2: It's just that like the it's just a lot of calories. Yeah, I love hummus. You know, I like like those.
1: I will. I also one thing I also go to a lot is those um, pre-sliced, like sliced a month and a half ago, uh, celery and carrots with a little Mm. ranch dip.
2: Gross. Yeah, I do that sometimes.
1: And sometimes I'll do sort of like, it's kind of like the box that you can buy, but like one of those sort of like uh, a plastic film on top mm. with some sort of processed meats and some cheeses and some like crackers.
2: You make bad choices, man.
1: That Not just at the airport when it comes to food. <laughs> I make bad choices across the board. That's, that's just a microcosm of my, my decision making.
2: I've kind of started getting into bringing my own food.
1: It, the thing is, I don't like. Being on their terms.
2: Well, I just as you might know, I like what I like. And I'm like, I know that I'm gonna like yeah. this, so I'm gonna bring it. So it's it's really a question of A, did I have time? B, what time is my flight? It like to like and C, am I willing to carry it? Do and I room my bag? Yeah,
1: I always have I always have a bottle of water too that I bring.
2: I have a, a water bottle. Oh
1: at all times. Yeah. I'm familiar.
2: Yeah, I made you like ten minutes with late your for this name podcast last week so I could buy a new water bottle yeah. at Whole Foods. Yeah, that was weird. Th- thanks for waiting with me. No problem. All right, let's move on. Red Lobster is giving away 150 endless lobster experiences. Okay. Do I need this much lobster? I
1: always want my lobster experience to end. <laughs> I want all of my experience to end. Like I, 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 I we've spoken about this before. I do not like all you can eat.
2: Lobster is just like also a really difficult food to eat, like takes a lot of labor. So do you really want to be like doing that forever?
1: Well, it, well, the thing is not endless. It's two hour window. Sure. So that's and it's in it's in it's like, two hours of lobster eating.
2: Still a lot still of work. <laughs> it's still a lot.
1: And I've never had like a, a lobster. I've had a lobster and still been hungry.
2: Yeah.
1: But I've never. But like they have like two lobsters. I'm never gonna be like let let me have a third lobster.
2: Me I just neither. this doesn't
1: sound appetizing to me. I-
2: I would want everything that came with it. Like I actually would be willing to pay as much if I was like having looking for a really gluttonous experience. Like it comes with the cheddar bay biscuits. Mm-hmm. I would want everything that goes around the lobster, but I wouldn't want the lobster itself. I like also, lobster. Lobster's so rich. I, I feel like they're banking on the fact that people won't be able to eat enough lobster to really make it worth buying. Do you know one
1: thing I realized about my lobster experiences in the past like uh, four or five years? What's that? Claw meat way better than tail meat.
2: Oh, interesting. What's the difference?
1: It's softer. Okay. Um, less chewy and just like it's just like a nicer bite.
2: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Should I try to get into lobster if for twenty twenty four? Yes. Should we make food resolutions?
1: Whoa! Next week.
2: Next week. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and like for Q two, we'll, we will yeah, solemnly yeah, yes, swear yes, yes. to cheese. do certain things. Um. All right. Let's move on to talking about Pop Tarts. I fucking love Pop Tarts. They were like a forbidden fruit in my home growing up. I remember really? once. When I was a child, like the toaster caught on fire. And some of my dad was like, you may not have, have Pop-Tarts anymore. What? what? It set the, the toaster on fire.
1: The pop Tarts set the toaster on fire? Sounds yeah. like whatever was in the toaster before you toasted the Pop-Tart is what set the toaster on fire. Toaster fires are often cu- because there's food particles at the bottom.
2: Well, something about that and the pop tarts ma- made them unallowed. So this in is my a home.
1: really interesting because I'm I've been aware of this story for quite some time. It came out earlier this week, and the guy's name is William Post, who helped create the pop tart, and he died. Okay, there's a little piece of this article that I found really interesting. What's that? They said if you go to the official history of the pop tart website. William Post is not mentioned. So his son, Dan Post, in this New York Times article, goes on and on to talk about that he was given two weeks to develop the Pop-Tart by Keeblers, and he would bring samples home to the kids. And then Dan sort of took some credit himself. He's like, yeah, we would tell him what was good and what was bad. And and one day he decided that why don't you put those through the, the, the icer? Why don't you glaze those? Like, he had all these, like, firsthand stories of William Post creating the Pop-Tart, like, basically in his home kitchen. But you go to the official history of the Pop Tart. There is no mention of William Post.
2: How do we even know this is true? That's what I'm saying. Who can confirm it? Like only Dan Post?
1: I guess. But Dan Post is obviously going to ride for William Post, and there might be a legal thing. Like maybe maybe Keebler doesn't want to like document the fact that like someone outside the company created the Pop Tart. But it's it's a really interesting thing. Like if William Post is the creator of the Pop Tart. As everyone thinks he is, including the New York Times. Why isn't there a mention of his name when you click on the official history of the Pop Tart?
2: He must there must have been some kind of agreement because Kellogg does still like claim him. Like there was a video on the Kellogg website that had Mr. Post, yes. William Post in it talking about the frosting and everything. So there must have been some kind of like buyout or like something hush, hush money. Like, yes. okay, you maybe have a claim to this, but kind of, sort of. And so we'll give you some credit, but not a lot.
1: I found it really interesting. And I also, (laughs) when you look at the original Pop-Tarts, they have this really nice element to them. They're like perforated diagonally from upper corner to lower corner. So you can split them. So you can split them in half into two triangular pieces. Yeah, And that sounded, I was like, oh, that's very helpful.
2: That seems like a fire hazard though. Because then the insides are being exposed.
1: What is it with you and Pop-Tarts and fire? I was traumatized. I want you to explain yourself. Why would a Pop-Tart that you can split in half easily be a... Fire hazard.
2: Maybe the jelly is flammable.
1: What is going on in this conversation? <laughs> Explain to me how a, a Pop Tart will spontaneously combust because you with split the it heat. in half. It's
2: with the heat.
1: What are you the talking heat about? Plus the
2: sugar is flammable. Do you know how the word flammable works? Yes. It's like when you glaze something, it's because it's flammable. Like when you take a, a flame to a banana.
1: What is happening?
2: Have have you never seen like a bronze banana? What's that called? Flambe. Flambe, yeah. Yeah. So have. it is indeed flammable. But,
1: but are you are you putting Pop-Tarts over candles or something? Are you, are you roasting Pop-Tarts I'm, by the fire? I'm just telling you what, what happened are you to
2: me as a candle. I know.
1: You are very traumatized by this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I am afraid of fire.
1: <laughs> I can tell.
2: Fire. I can just hear the fire alarm in my current home going, fire, 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 fire.
1: fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fire. Yeah, like, You're a we fire alarm. Fire. You don't have to say the word. I understand we your function. There, I don't it. have multiple alarms around the home.
2: Quick question. What's your favorite Pop-Tart flavor?
1: Um, I think Pop-Tarts are wildly overrated. I think they're wildly overrated. They're way too dry. I feel like you need like a beverage with them just to like get them down. A
2: s'mores Pop-Tart is definitely one of my favorite things in the world.
1: I think, um, yeah, I'd go blueberry probably, but I don't love them. That's... I really don't love Pop-Tarts. I, I think they're overrated. They're they're awful for you, for one. And awful. Awful.
2: That's either another great airport snack. Yeah. Um, they were are named Pop-Tarts because they were inspired by pop art. Pop art,
1: yeah. Which is... It's like Andy Warhol is probably has a claim, too. He didn't get mentioned in the, in the article, either.
2: <laughs> wow, you're really pissed about the people taking yes, credit. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You took a shot at I, Dan Post. I, I, they
1: did do another investigation into this. <laughs> Who's the telling the truth, Keebler or Dan Post? <laughs> so Who are, invented the Pop-Tarts? I don't know. Um, no one does.
2: Let's get into today's taste test, Jacob.
0: This episode is brought to you by Cars.com.
1: Okay. So I was getting this is great cuz there was a commercial on the Super Bowl.
2: There was? Yes. Just one? Many commercials. Oh.
1: This one featured um Aubrey Plaza. Okay. And it had Baja Blast Mountain Dew. And I was like, now Baja Blast is not just available exclusively at Taco Bell as it was previously, it's now available in stores. So I was like, you know what? Let's do a Mountain Dew taste test of Baja Blast. And then I said to myself, when I learned that you've never had Dr. Pepper, I was like, how is that possible, right? It's how funny you mention that. How can human get this far without trying Dr. Pepper?
2: It's funny you mention that, because when you asked, asked me about our next drink, I was like, did we have it on the podcast? And I now realize that was Dr. Pepper, which yes. I had never had. But In my head, they're similar, because today then we're having... When I was
1: buying the Mountain Dew, I said, I bet Juliet Living has never had Mountain Dew. <laughs> I haven't. And she's never had Mountain Dew. Everyone listening to this podcast is like, What? Every single person listening to this podcast has had Mountain Dew. I promise you all 45 of them have had Mountain Dew. So we're going to do classic Mountain Dew first and then Baja Blast. Do you
2: like Mountain Dew? I love
1: Mountain you Dew. You do? I do not like Mountain Dew. I love Mountain Dew. It is fantastic. It is wildly unhealthy you as just, all sodas are. You just it
2: a lot. You're expecting me to drink a lot of it? What does it taste like? What's the flavor profile?
1: That is what I'm going to ask you. I mean, you're, it's honestly it's like finding an alien. It's like I, the idea that you, this is your first <laughs> Mountain Dew taste. and Because it doesn't say like lemon lime yeah, or anything. I, I'm curious. I want you to take a sip. And explain to the people what you are tasting. Mountain Dew I'm smelling it is first. nectar of the gods. It smells like Sprite. It's so good. It's so much different than Sprite. I love Mountain Dew. Please tell the people, this is the very first sip of Mountain Dew that Julia Limon has ever had. And she's 26 years old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if only. I needed to have a second sip. It wasn't a big enough sip.
1: See, first of all, you complained about how much I poured and they' are getting a second sip. <laughs> what is going on?
2: It tastes like Sprite. What? <laughs> It does. Sprite? Yeah.
1: Wow. Does Mountain like, Dew taste like it's Sprite? It's like lemony. It, it's, I mean, actually, I don't know. When you ask me the question, like, what does Mountain Dew taste like? I'm like, Mountain Dew? <laughs> it tastes <laughs> like Sprite. <laughs> yeah, I guess.
2: And so what's the point of Baja Blast?
1: Baja Blast is a, a Baja version
2: of <laughs> Mountain me- Dew. Mexican? No. Can I see the bottle, please? Yes, of course. Okay, so I'm just going to see what it says. Baja Blast with a natural and artificial tropical lime flavor. Can you hand me the other bottle?
1: Tropical lime. Yeah. Wow. I've never done this kind of research before.
2: <laughs> Mountain Dew has no indication of no ex- what it tastes like. Yeah. And it like. also
1: just says Mountain Dew, which is a really weird name for a soda when you think about I it. I
2: will say, if someone was like, what does Coca-Cola taste like? I'd be like, Coca-Cola.
1: Holy shit. Do you know what I just realized? What? When they named Sierra Mist, uh-huh. they were like, Mountain Dew's popular. How do we say Mountain Dew differently? Oh, that's really funny. I just realized that. <laughs> It never crossed my mind that Sierra Mist is just Mountain Dew with but, different words. But
2: isn't Sierra Mist a competitor of Sprite?
1: I think so. Yes, it so is. So they
2: all do taste the same.
1: Mountain Dew does not taste like Sprite, and everyone listening knows that.
2: Okay, I'm going to taste the Mountain Dew Baja, Baja Blast. Baja And I'll be tasting for the natural and artificial tropical lime flavor.
1: Mm. Yeah, that, um, I don't know what that tastes like.
2: This tastes like a Jolly Rancher.
1: Yeah, it's a very different taste really than, the, different. than the traditional Mountain Dew. This has a little bit of like a cotton candy vibe.
2: This is weird.
1: It tastes like cotton candy, kind of. I like the smelling smell. It. I like the smell of it. <laughs> so it like reminds me
2: of like a carnival. like okay. a Cotton candy-like, yeah, perhaps? Yeah. I, I, right do, by that. I do feel like I'm on another planet right now.
1: I feel like you're from another planet right now.
2: <laughs> this is super weird.
1: Do you know one of the problems with Mountain Dew is? Flammable. <laughs> it could be a fire hazard.
2: I have bad news for you. What's that? You often try to make it seem like I'm the crazy one, but you There's are no I'm sense the crazy because one. Because
1: the, the Pop-Tart is perforated. It's flammable.
2: Because it would open in half and it would have exposed sugar, jelly. Yeah. <laughs> we need a scientist to call to at 646 <laughs> <four or> six <laughs> 138 We need
1: an actual scientist.
2: Let's get into personal food news. I will go first as per usual. Okay. Um. Much like you mentioned you have kids, I may have mentioned that I like La Cologne coffee. Yes, you may have mentioned that. La Cologne came out with some K-cups. We may have discussed this. Oh. I bought them.
1: Mm-hmm. They
2: were expensive, but the La Cologne website was having a sale, and I was like, I'm going to treat myself. Love a sale. Um, I think I paid like 22 bucks for 20 pods, which is a lot. Cheaper than buying coffee at a coffee shop, though, especially in New York. This K cup coffee is so fucking good that I had really? three cups in one morning. I never, what? and I, I drank all of them. It didn't even get cold. That, I'm a what? Sl- I'm a slow drinker. It was. It is the best K cup coffee I have ever had.
1: And K cup is Keurig, right? Keurig, yeah, yeah, okay.
2: It's so three good. cups is I'm too not, much. I'm honestly, I, my dad was like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, I'm not even. Saying this to like to try to get sponsored, though of course well, I accept a little bit, it a little bit. <laughs> Seriously, it is so good. You can get them online. I really recommend them. If you're a car user like me, there's two brews. I got the medium roast because that's what I like. They also have a dark roast. It is so good, Jacoby. It's shocking. I'm like look forward to having my home coffee, not just for the ritual, but for the taste. Like usually I'm like gotta have coffee, gotta get my day yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now I'm like gotta have coffee. It tastes so good. It's the best crazy. part of
1: waking up is it is black cologne, cologne in my cup. In your cup. Yeah. <laughs> it,
2: was, it is so good. I highly recommend.
1: Wow, what do you think Sophia Vergara would think?
2: Oh, she would probably judge me, but she would be able to tell no, us from the yeah. But she would like still support me.
1: Yeah, she would support you. I believe so too. All right, um, I love soup. Okay. You can follow me at Jacoby on soup, but TikTok. It's my, do you post my, there? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but, but I love soup. You know that. You know, ever since you've known me, you know I'm a soup guy. Sure. I'll have a two soup lunch from time to time. Just get two soups, and I like French onion soup. However, sometimes. The layer of Gruyere cheese is a little too intense for me, and it's too thick, and I feel like I don't want a fork and knife in my soup experience.
2: Interesting. So why do you, do you like the bread that comes in it? I
1: like the bread. I like the, I actually like the onion broth a lot. Yeah, I love the Like, onion I broth. love the onion broth. It's really broth. good. So uh, yesterday I ordered French onion soup, and I told the guy, and I was like, can I have light cheese? And he looked at me like, what? <laughs> like, honestly, he was Where like, was this? He did not compute. It was at an Irish bar.
2: See, I've never once thought about customizing my french onion soup. I'm just like, I it, customize cu- it everything. comes as it is. Yeah,
1: I customize everything.
2: Wow. Yeah, I'm a customizer. You're, you're, you're high maintenance order.
1: High maintenance order. You're
2: like Meg Ryan and when Harry met Sally. Yes,
1: I'm a very high maintenance order. And he looked at me crazy and he it came back with just a regular french onion soup. So here is my personal food news.
2: Okay.
1: I'm now going to order french onion soup sans cheese.
2: Hold the cheese.
1: Hold the cheese. Your thoughts. <sighs>
2: I need to let this sink in, much like a piece of bread in French onion soup. Mm, mm.
1: Um,
2: I like it. I usually eat around the cheese. Like, I like the cheese.
1: It's just too much.
2: It also just, like, I I think of soup as, like, a healthful option, and then you put a ton of cheese on top, and you've blown that out of the water. If so,
1: you, it, also, because the cheese is melted, you don't treat it like cheese, but if you looked at that block of cheese before they melted it, you'd be like, oh, I'm eating that as, like, an appetizer?
2: I really would like for somebody... To just like teach me how to make French onion broth. I'm like, and now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, I should be making mm. that at home. It, it's it can't be so, that
1: hard, right? It, no, it's just be. water and onions. Or
2: like, yeah, or like stock and, and some, onions. Yeah, it it's beef really, stock and
1: onions is what I imagine really good. it is.
2: But it's so interesting. I, that's like not a food that I ever once thought to customize. I'm just like, that's the way it comes, is how they do it here. Yeah. I have to ex- accept it. I'm going it.
1: no cheese.
2: Wow. So did you like it when it arrived yesterday? Yeah, it was fine.
1: But it was too cheesy.
2: Oh, so he would so I haven't do done it. this
1: yet. Oh. I was like, oh, next time I'm gonna go no cheese. Moving forward, I'm a no cheese in my French onion soup person.
2: Oh. Is it where does French onion soup land in your personal rankings of like your oh, go-to soups?
1: Low. Oh. Low. Because of the cheese? No, what happens with French onion soup as a as a as a, a voracious uh voracious?
2: Voracious.
1: Yeah. Um, soup consumer, what I've learned is French onion soup is the constant soup on the menu, and mm. they usually have a soup of the day. Mm. So the in the only instances in which I will order the French onion soup as if the soup of the day is, like, disgusting. Mm. And I, it was... It it's was, a
2: go-to for me. It was
1: New England clam chowder Ugh. from an Irish bar. No way. I was like, no chance I'm doing that.
2: That's a trip to the emergency room.
1: Yes. So That's I went no. with the French onion soup.
2: Um, French onion soup is a go-to for me. If it's on the really? menu, I'm likely to order it. Really? I love it, yes. I really... It's so delicious and flavorful.
1: It's really good. Yeah. But I'm thinking I'm going to enjoy it more without the cheese.
2: All right. That's on you. Fair enough. Okay. Um... That's all we got for today. Call us about your weirdest customizations or most unexpected. Give us a call at 646-2138.